an inside look at the restaurant industry and entrepreneurial insight to help you succeed. It's the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. All right, guys, welcome back to the Paper Trails Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Algaramitros, and we're here with episode 14 with one of my really good friends, Tommy No, with Katana Kitchen and Katana Fusion and a bunch of other restaurants that his family owns. Um, and so as you guys know, if it's the first time you guys are kind of plugging in and watching us, you know, our podcast um, is all about entrepreneurship, business ownership, um, obviously the food industry, you know, the, the restaurant business. And, you know, we're just here to talk and, and learn and um, just just sharpen our skill set and, uh, and become better business owners or even better professionals in our field, whatever that means, better in sales, better in uh, whatever you guys are doing. And so I have my really good friend, Tommy, that we've known for probably, good how, while. how long have we known each other? Since uh, the Salisbury location in um, probably. Which has been how long? Six years or longer, maybe. Six, six seven years for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so anyway, you know, Tommy and I have gotten to know each other over the last five, six, seven years. and. You know, I know his, his family and, you know, we do business at several different locations and, and businesses that, that they run and I'm super pumped to have him on the show and, and hang out with us. And so, but anyway, super pumped to have one of my really good friends um, who is a very smart businessman, um, always is thinking, always is analyzing, always is trying to make things better. And so, um, Tommy, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Glad so, to be here. Tell us, um, let's, let's, start, let's start here. Um, let's start from the very beginning. Where are you from? You're from this area. We're, we're actually, just so you guys know, we're filming at their newest location, Katana Kitchen in Statesville, North Carolina. If you guys are in the area, Hickory, Mooresville, if you're anywhere in this area, stop by, make the trip. Absolutely beautiful location. If you guys see the decor, um, very well put together, you know. And so, anyways, you guys got to stop by. But, Tommy, tell us. Some of your background. Where are you from? How did you even get into the business? Has your fa family always been in restaurants? You know, yeah. give uh, us give us some history. My uh, I was born in Houston, raised in Southern Cal, and uh, my family's been in the restaurant for for a good while, about well over twenty years. Um, I never felt like I would be in the food industry. It just became like a natural thing for me. So I pursued other things in my life and ended up in the restaurant industry. My mom gave me opportunities and uh, I saw the growth and the, the potential of growing as a person and as a business and what I can provide. So after that, realizing that what I can achieve, I dove head in and never stopped looking back. Okay, so born in Houston. Yep. You were there for how long? Short time? Six, six months. Okay, so you were just born in Houston, raised in Southern California? Yeah. Until when? Uh, pro probably around the age of 12. Went okay. to Texas for a couple of years. Uh, then my my uncle started opening different locations, and he needed some help out here on the East Coast. Yeah. Now, were your parents in the restaurant business out in Cali? Uh, they were. They were sort in the restaurant industry, but they were kind of back and forth with the other industry. But once my uncle started expanding, my mom moved here first, made sure everything was good. It was successful. Started taking off. They were so busy, so they needed more help. So the whole family gravitated to the East Coast. So then you moved here to Mooresville, Charlotte? Uh, we were in Statesville. Statesville, okay. Yeah. At, at what age? I was probably at 14. Okay, so high school. Yeah. So you finished your, your you know, formal education high school here in Statesville, 
Uh, yeah, I finished up at Mitchell, and I did okay. some um, some trade schools, but I was still always involved in the restaurant. Did you did you want to do something else? Like, did you think about doing anything other than restaurants? Yeah, I was in the the, the beauty industry. Okay. Um, I was in the computer industry. So, but at the end of the day, I, I always gravitated towards the restaurant. It was it was always part of me, but I never felt like I would make it a career. I was exploring other things, but just it just I guess it's in my soul. What do you, what do you what do you think drew you to restaurants? Uh, just the 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 potential of what I can achieve. And, and being able to work closely with what I love is food and nutrition. It just it just made sense. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so you guys move out here. Yeah. You're helping out your uncle with some restaurants. He's expanding. He needs some help. Your mom comes. You guys all come out here. Um, and so, is there a, is there a time that you're working at the restaurant that you're like, you know what, I wanna I wanna do this. I wanna open up my own. Like, what when did you? Was there a click? Was there a moment? Was there an opportunity? How did it transition into like, okay, you know what? Like, I think I think we can do this. I think I would like to do it. You know, I like to get my brother, sister involved. I mean, how how did that transition happen? I think when I was like 17, I saw how successful my uncle was, and the the, the limit was like sky's the limit. I've never been raised where I felt like I can do whatever I wanted, but when I saw him succeed, it just clicked. I knew what I was going to do. I want to be just exactly like him and uh, be the best version of myself and just keep going and expanding. I wanted to open like many, many locations and that's what really kind of inspired me. That's a, that, that's, that's an interesting point because, you know, I think having an example in somebody um, that has won or has succeeded, I think really can give some inspiration to people, right? I Absolutely. mean, and, and, and you know, here's the reality. You know, you may say, you know, somebody may say, um, "Well, I don't have that, Nick." You know, I, I, you know what? That's fine. In today's world, you can easily find examples of people that have won in different industries right. that you can use as inspiration um, to go out there and maximize your potential and work to whatever capacity you think you can work at. Um, and so that's that's interesting. How you used your uncle as kind of like a, a benchmark. Like, you know what? If my uncle did it. I can duplicate that. Yeah, I can do what he's done. I can open up one, two, three, five locations, whatever you want. And so, yeah. um, that's awesome. That's awesome. What 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 was your first your first venture? Was it was a katana? No, we uh, um, my mom was always <laughs> expanding with my uncle. So okay. I've always my mom gave me the opportunity to invest a little okay. bit. Nice. And that's how I kind of grew my nest eggs. So he opened locations in Statesville, Charlotte, Moxville, Elkin. And I was a part of a few of those locations, a small part, but I was still a part of it. Did your, did your mom see that you had a business mind and an interest and she fed that with giving you the ability to own a small port? Like did, did she feed into it? Like did she know kind of who you were as a person and was like, you know what? I think my son would really, I mean, how, how did that even come about? I think just her realizing my dedication and my commitment, like she would come to work. I'll tell her mom, go home. I'll work for you seven days a week, any day of the week. And then I think that what, that's what fed her that idea is like, you know what? He's hardworking. He's dedicated. I'm going to take him along for the ride. And uh, she was more than open to do that. So I was super appreciative and super blessed to have somebody like that by my side. Nice, yeah. nice, I love that. Okay, so so let's fast forward. So, you know, you've got 
some steak in a couple of restaurants, you're working really hard, you're making sure everything's running smooth in the, in the business. Um, what, what's kind of the next phase? What, what happens next? You know, what, um, you know, how, how, how did you guys end up with the brand Katana? You know, cause like, you know, that's how we met. Right, right. You know, how, right. how, how, did, that, how did that next transition go? Well, with having so many locations, there's a lot of rules and red tape that you have to go through in the channel. So I was down here, my uncle made all the decision with his wife, my mom made decisions. So me and my brother were like, you know what? I asked him, what are you gonna do in the next five years? after you graduated NC State. And he's like, I'll probably work and then eventually get back into the restaurant. I was like, why don't you just do that now and save that five years? So we, we found a, my uncle found a location in Salisbury. He told us about it and we're like, okay, we'll do it. We'll change, we'll use a different brand. We'll do something where we can be nimble, fast and modern without going through all the channels. So that's why, that's how we came with Katana. So it, it essentially, a spin-off of what you guys already knew, right. but with a whole nother brand right. that you guys can control, you can call the shots, right? Yeah. So, um, and, and I know just from my, from my perspective, you know, Katana was a hit. I mean, I, I, I grew up in the Salisbury area, and so you guys crushed it there. I mean, it was a, you know, um, very good idea, very good concepts, you know, sushi, you know, the, 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 the whole style, um, and so, you know, you, you guys did well there, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so, you know, okay, so that gets started. And then did you guys have aspirations for more? I mean, what, you know, how did, how did number two happen? I mean, how did, uh, you know, give us, give us some history on that. We wanted to really expand and really want to franchise, you know, that's still in the pipeline if, if things make sense. Uh, but my mom got sick and then a lot of her, her, uh, her lifestyle changed. It was more focused on food. Uh, dietary needs. So the second location, we were still working out the concept, but I, I felt like I needed to use her as an inspiration. Uh, she battled cancer for four years. Um, she's now gone uh, physically, yeah. but she's always in, in of me. Of course, of course. So I, I took that inspiration to create this concept where food, nutrition come together with creativity and modern dietary needs uh, and created that Katana Kitchen concept. Nice, nice. So this is so this is a, uh, a an improved, uh, a, a, a version number two, a 2.0? I, I would say a 2.0 of where we want to take the brand nice. and the direction of our uh, concept. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And um, so um, so we have a second location. Now, now explain to me the family dynamics because your whole family is in restaurants, right? Right. right. In-laws, brother-in-laws, brothers, sister, you know, Tell us, tell us, you know, about that, you know, the dynamic of having a family business. There's a lot of people that have family businesses and, you know, you can, you can make it work, but it could also could be really difficult. And yeah. so how does that play out? How do you guys make that work? Explain to us kind of, kind of that. Yeah, we have, uh, we, we have a few different concepts in the family. Uh, the good thing is restaurant industry, we can all relate. So that's <laughs> a good thing, but it's uh it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time and dedication. It's, the, it's not like where you can open it and forget it. You know, anything you do can be hard, uh, but if you love it, you enjoy it, it becomes like a, you know, a cre creative zone for you where you could use your ideas, implement it, create it. Um, but having the family all involved in the restaurant, it's great because, hey, you need something? Hey, I got it. I'll bring it to you. You need something? Okay, I got it. I'll bring it to you. So that, that's one great point of having 
family in the industry, they totally can relate with everything you do. And holidays are the same. We all take off on the same holidays. So that's nice. Yeah, man. It's, you know, restaurant is, it's definitely a hospitality. It's definitely a serving business. It's definitely, you know, and it's, um, and it's, it's cool how your, your whole family is like that. I'm, I'm sure they got it from, you know, your uncle, your mom, everybody, just that, that servant spirit, helping one another, you know, um, you know, like I said, I, I work with, you know, your brother, you know, your sister, you know, and it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic, you know what I mean? And, and I love it. I love it. You know, I mean, like I said, it could be awesome and enjoyable. I mean, and it's, it's also difficult sometimes, you right. know, my, my family, my dad and my two uncles all own businesses together. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic way to keep the family unit tight and together and on the same page and so um and so awesome so let's let's transition a little bit out of kind of maybe what you guys have accomplished and let's let's talk about a little bit about some some tips you know some um you know some things that people can use in their fields you know i think being a part of a couple of restaurants you learn a lot right i mean there's there's so much to learn there's so much you know I think um, when people have an idea of, hey, I want to, I want to have a restaurant, I want to start it, and you know, it's it's um, it's a hobby, like, oh, hey, I think it'll be cool, you know, hey, I make really good apple pies, I'm start a business around it. Okay, but just understand, there's a whole other part of that that equation that you may not even be thinking about. Um, give us your experiences starting a restaurant from scratch, having a chef. I mean. This location you guys built, correct? Right. Yeah. And so I know that you. I mean, I'm sure learned a ton about construction, contractors, general con. You know, um, give us some insight there. You know, if somebody wants to start a business from scratch, a landscape company, a restaurant, a dry cleaners, a gas station, doesn't matter. What What are your thoughts? What is some advice to somebody that? is maybe a young entrepreneur, 2022, 20, 25, that wants to do that? Or maybe somebody that's, you know, in their more mature years, it's a nice way of putting it, okay? Um, you know, more mature years that wants to transition out of a role that they've done for a while into doing their own thing. Um, you know, being around restaurants and ownership, you know, what are a couple of pieces of advice that you would give people? I think the biggest, biggest thing for me is just be dedicated to, uh what you like, learn as much as you can, get your hands dirty, get involved. Like sometimes you see people do this, but you don't see all the attachment that's in the background. Sure. It might be something that it's not compatible with you. So just stay dedicated, make sure you like it, get into the industry, get your hands dirty. Uh, but the most important thing is do it because you love it. Don't chase the money, chase your dream and the money will come. And, and a lot of times you will face hiccups and that's all part of the, the, the part of building a business. Uh, don't 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 give up. You know, people can fail a couple times, hit a few you know hiccups or obstacles. We just gotta stay focused, stay dedicated, and make sure you're doing it because it's something close to your heart. Don't chase something that is artificial. It, when it's true to the, from the heart, you will keep going. You'll wake up every morning and be happy to be at work. Be happy to stay late. And I think that's one of the key point of really succeeding in anything you do, no matter what in- industry you are. Um, so, you know, just, I think just stay focused and make sure it's coming from the heart and, and do it in a positive way. Don't chase it because of you want to have this, have this, 
uh, but chase it because you want to do this to provide for your family. So do that out of love. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a few things you said there that I love, and you said that sometimes you'll have obstacles. You will have obstacles. <laughs> it's not, not even a sometimes, you will hit some kind of wall. Yeah. Like, I don't care what you're doing, you're in a relationship, you're in a business, doesn't matter. You will hit a wall. It's just a matter of how do you navigate that? You know, do you have some sort of mental toughness where you can break through that barrier, figure out how to, you know, get through the wall, under the wall, over, I mean, because you will hit a wall. So um, I think that's a very good point. I think a, another good point is to, to have some kind of passion behind what you're doing because, I mean, I, I remember listening to an interview that Steve Jobs did many, many years ago um, that he said that if you don't really have a love or a passion, you're gonna give up because it's hard. Yeah, It's really hard, you know what I mean? I, don't, I mean, most of you guys know this story, but if you're tuning in for the first time, I mean, when my cousin and I first started our paper company, our first, first four or five years, we were making no money, like very little money. I mean, it was just, but I, we just knew that we could make this thing work. We knew um, we could feel momentum building. We could feel account, I mean, it just, you know, and so even if we didn't get the immediate, you know, gratification of, of, of earning a solid paycheck, we knew that things were gonna turn at some point. Um, and so um, that's, that's a really good point, I like that. You know, you have to have some kind of, and listen, you may or may not have an actual passion for the actual technical part of what you're doing. It sounds like you do, but you may have a passion of what the result will be. Well, hey, if I make this paper company succeed, then maybe I'll make the money or have the freedom or flexibility to go hang out with my family more or call my own shots or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so you may not love cutting grass or do landscape work, but maybe if you build a successful landscape business, that'll give you the money, the time, the flexibility to travel a little more or put, or put your kids in a private school or X, Y, Z, right? Like, I, I think it's, you know, um, like what you said, you need to know what the dream is yeah. and, and keep an eye on, on that result and that dream because that'll fuel you in these, in these difficult times. And so, um, so I like that. I like, I like some tips uh, from that. Any, um, any other thoughts, suggestions, anything from, you know, from your perspective and, and your business experience that maybe you can share some, some nuggets of just you know, some wise words, anything for people that would love to just you know, gain from, you know, if, if if like the matrix was real and we could download information from Tommy, like what is that that you'd love to download and to put into somebody from the get, you know what I mean? Is I, anything else? For me, I think just, just, just taking care of your, the people that help build your foundation is equally as important as your customers. So taking care of your whole community in the business is very valuable. You take care of yourself, you take care of your team, you take care of your customer, and it's a formula for success long-lasting success that's that's a good point that's a good point i mean when when the customer's happy when the staff is happy when you take care of them properly um you know i don't know it seems like everything works out yeah right and so um anything technically that may be from an actual food business from plating to food cost to anything technical you'd like to maybe share with people about running a business you know um, payroll numbers, employees, you know, I mean, I don't know, in anything that maybe you've learned over the last many years about building a business that, that, that comes to mind or no? 
I, I think just, just, just making sure at the end of the day, it is a business. You gotta make sure it's profitable. It's not 100% community service. Uh, so you wanna make it profitable and you, gotta, you wanna take care of your, your community. So just, just be realistic on the numbers. Don't shoot overshoot, don't undershoot. So definitely gotta know your food cost. Food cost is really high nowadays. So everything is a lot more calculated. So at the end of the day, it's still a business. It's still a formula. You gotta make everything work. And I, I think that's the most important thing. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you know, doing your research, prepping, you know what I mean? If I know anything, you know, Tommy knows his numbers. He, he, he's a, he definitely knows, you know, the specifics, the details, the paper cost, the food cost. Um, it's good. It's a very good point. Um, how have you guys navigated the last several months with, with the restaurant industry taking a hit? I mean, anything that, anything that you guys have done in particular? Have you guys, you know, uh, pivoted, changed gears, anything like that that you guys can maybe, uh, can maybe share? Uh, we've been, uh, it, it was a scary moment for everybody. We, nobody knew what to, know what to expect. We, uh, we did our best to really focus on how we can prepare. And we, we were trying to stay ahead of the curve on a lot of things. Transitioning a restaurant, a business or a franchise is not easy and not knowing what the rules are, but we, we did our best to follow what the guidelines are and improve on that. And, and just really focus, be laser focused and just be ready to change and adapt. And I think with the whole pandemic, a lot of our takeout has really boomed. Dining, you know, slowed down because there was no dining. Yeah. So it, it challenged us to be better, more efficient. So just keep adapting, changing and improving. If it works, it doesn't mean don't fix it. How can you make it better? Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, that's I think businesses that have done well over the last four or five, six months. I mean, we're uh, what, September one, whenever, right. whenever we're filming this in 2020. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of scary. I mean, a lot of restaurants didn't know what was gonna happen. I mean, we didn't know if it was gonna be a two week thing or yeah, yeah. a month thing. I mean, we didn't know. And so it's a pretty interesting perspective. And so, you know, yeah, it, it does force you. I mean, the cool thing here is that you guys had a drive through. You are able to, you know, uh, more easily maybe pivot into 100% takeout. Let's rock. Let's rock and roll. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely. You know, I was speaking just last week to uh, some food brokers. Um, I think the episode maybe dropped today, actually. But um, he was talking about how large franchises started really taking a look at their whole model, number of seats in restaurants, um, you know, capacity of kitchen, um, amount of takeout. Per, per total sales. I mean, you know, he was telling me that, that there were some, some restaurants that he sells to that their takeout was a very small 7%, 10% of their total sales. And they've realized even after the pandemic, maybe we're putting a lot of our eggs into one basket a la dine-in, right? Maybe we should, you know, put a little more emphasis. And so, you know, I think this pandemic has really just shone a little bit of a light on, you know what, like, maybe we've been a little comfortable in this area and we need to maybe beef up this, you know what I mean? Whatever that means for every industry. You know I mean? If you're in manufacturing or if you're, you know, de depends on what it is, maybe you should think about other lanes, so to speak, uh, other, other product lines that you can maybe promote, manufacture, endorse. So, <clears throat> so anyway, um, cool. Any last thoughts? You know, just um, any, anything, uh, the future for, for Katana or Tommy or the family, you know, what, uh, what are you guys looking forward to? 
Uh, we're just really focused on uh, just improving our locations. Okay. There's so many changes, so there's no solid concrete plan what the rules is going to be, how are things going to be played out. So we're just kind of sitting tight, seeing what you know, every what everybody's kind of like gearing or, or the direction they're going towards, and there's. There's too many changes at the moment to really have a set solid plan. Sure. We kind of see how we're going to see how it plays out first. But I think if no, if anybody knows Nick, he's uh, so focused, so dedicated. You know, he does album more paper. They do an amazing job. Great customer service, and they're adapting and and, uh, and, and introducing different lanes to get the word out on their product and their service. So. Anybody that don't know Albemarle Paper should definitely look into them. Shout out, right? And that was not a paid sponsorship, okay? <laughs> so anyway, appreciate you guys. Episode 14. Listen, if you guys have not checked out uh, Katana Kitchen in Statesville, Katana Fusion in Salisbury, um, you know, faux me yeah. in, um, in Mo I guess, Mooresville. Laintree yeah. in Mooresville, kind of southern part of Mooresville. Mm -hmm. Um, check these guys out, man. Their whole family is absolutely incredible. You know, working with all of them, knowing them for five, six, seven years now. Um, very, very good people. And so, um, and so anyways, I hope this was helpful. I hope you guys, you know, got something from this. And so I, I definitely uh, thought it was, you know, well worth the watch and the listen. You know, if you guys are listening to us or watching this. And like always, um, if you guys want, subscribe, like, share it with some friends maybe that are in the industry, that are in the Charlotte and the surrounding areas and the suburbs. And so anyway, with that, we'll be coming uh, soon with some more episodes. So see you guys over now.